Hey guys, we want to welcome you back to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? It's great to have you with us today. This is episode 36. And it's so fun to have you listening in with us and just uh, for us to be able to have the chance to connect with you guys. And I want to remind you today, if this podcast has impacted you in any way, uh, feel free to go ahead and share it with friends, family, uh, share it on social media, share it in conversations, Mm -hmm. tell people about it. Uh, We so appreciate that. And we extra appreciate you just taking the time to listen. We wouldn't be doing this podcast If you weren't Uh, listening. So thank you for doing that. Well, like Travis said, this is episode 36. And the title of this podcast is How to Have an Emotionally Intelligent Marriage. And our goal for this episode and for the next few episodes is to focus on the idea of emotions and how they affect our relationships and the effect that they have on our relationships. We want to answer the question, how to have an emotionally intelligent marriage. So in order to do that, we have to first declare that emotions can be dangerous. Don't you think, Travis? Oh, man. They're like a drug and they can totally cause you to um, act in ways that you wouldn't normally act. They can be dangerous. It's funny that they can be dangerous, but they they can also be good. I mean, we want emotions, right? Yeah, like on our wedding night, Don. Emotions (laughs) are really good. I know that even just this last week, we've had quite an emotional week. Um, Last week, our daughter, who is only 34 weeks pregnant, was told that due to gestational hypertension and a very low birth weight that they needed to induce her and take the baby out. I know, mm. Travis, and you and me, that caused yeah. a lot of emotion. That was so scary. Yeah. It, I, we were holding our breath. We were biting our nails, literally, yep. and just praying yep. like crazy on this emotional roller coaster ride. And it's hard because she doesn't live here in Minnesota with us. She and her husband live in Orlando, Florida. So she was admitted to the hospital immediately following that appointment and given steroids to help, you know, make sure the baby's lungs were fully developed. And I was able to fly down there. We both were able to fly down there and she was induced just two days later. Mm. And in the middle of her labor, it was a hard labor. They came in and the baby's heart rate kept dropping lower and lower and lower. And they said, you know what, we got to get her out. And they literally just came in, four nurses and the doctor and took her to the emergency room and or the operating room. And they operated and a few minutes later, my beautiful granddaughter, <laughs> Lenora May, was born. But Instant she, baby. <laughs> yes, again, amazing emotion. But she's only three pounds, 10 ounces. So no. she's this little, little peanut. So we have these crazy emotions, but then at the same time, anxious, you know, yeah. a, little, a little anxious for what. But it was an emotional week, but very good. They're both go, doing very good. But again, emotions are, are good. You can have good emotions, yes. um, but they and, can also be very dangerous. And those are really good emotions. Yeah. I know really the focus of this again is how to have an emotionally intelligent marriage. And that question that you asked, Don, is like, how do you do that? Right. Like, uh, how do you have the kind of chemistry in your marriage or, you know, be the kind of person that says our marriage is emotionally intelligent. Uh, but if you think about it, uh, where where do we find ourselves right now at the end of one of the craziest years of all of our lives <laughs> yes. in the world, also in the United States? Uh, it has been the year of 2020 right? of emotions. <laughs> it's funny to see all the different memes on Facebook. There's Man. so many funny things that people put out there about 2020. And they're so true yeah. and so ludicrous and crazy. But this has been an emotional year. It's been emotional because it's been tough. Yep. Uh, in this volatile year, we've all dealt with, of course, internal negative emotions along with experiencing external societal 
emotions. It has been a year where calm, reasonable thinking and focusing on the facts would have helped us substantially to work through our issues as a society and to move forward. But Donna, as you and I both know, when we turn on the news or we listen to social media, that is not what has happened. People have, you know, not been reasonable in their thinking. They've not stayed calm and focused on the facts. Instead, it's just been a crazy emotional year. We've seen it. We've we've seen it on social media. We've seen it on TV. We've seen it just in our own city. Yeah, with our own eyes. So unfortunately, so many have chosen to use hyper-emotionalism as a reaction to issues or events. What this in turn has done is it's alienated people. It's also created sanctioned systems of aggression. It's separated people into different classes, and it ultimately has brought division. Now, I happen to Mm -hmm. think for Don, you and I, 2020 was an amazing year. But if you sum it up, you know, as a society, 2020, the word division is really what it comes down to. And it's from that hyper emotionalism. What are we trying to say? Well, we're trying to say that hyper emotionalism is dangerous. Why? Mm -hmm. Because it's divided our societies, both in the United States and probably around the world. And why? Because humans were created by God to be living a life in control of our emotions. One that is has a good balance of positive and negative emotions. And Don, I would say that You know, the same is true really for marriage relationships. When negative thoughts and emotions are allowed to be heightened or left to spiral out of control, it's going to create a toxic environment and ultimately it will bring division within the marriage. Well, we've seen that happen. Over and over and over again. Yeah. I I remember, Don, when you and I were first dating, actually we were, I shouldn't say first, I think we had been dating for like two, three years. We were just about to get married. I remember hearing in the news about a couple right at Christmas, you know, when they were putting up their Christmas tree, they got into an argument. The the husband lost control of his, his emotions. His anger welled up so badly. He went and grabbed an ax and he killed his wife. And I'll never forget that. I'm like, wait a second. How is this happening? happening. They're doing something so joyful, so amazing, like celebrating Christmas and putting up a Christmas tree, and then he kills his wife. But that's that hyper-emotionalism or being out of control. I know emotions in a marriage that are out of control are often coming from each individual in the marriage, each person. Yeah, that's the, that's the issue, right, Don? Right. I can't control your emotions, Travis. You can't control my emotions, We can only control our own emotions. We can't control the emotions of our spouses. Emotionally out of control people have emotionally out of control marriages. I know recently in the news, we just saw this a couple times this week. Or heard it. Yeah, there's a a famous actor was recently caught on audio freaking out at other people on his set, like literally yelling, screaming at them for doing something wrong. I know, yes, they were at fault. They were, but they did not deserve to be treated that harshly. And honestly, it sounded like he wanted to kill them. It did. Like, you know, they had done something that was not great, but it wasn't horrible. Like, wasn't the unpardonable sin. And he, you would have thought they just 
you know, did something awful, yeah. something horrible. They, I think he would have had a lot more success if he would have just talked to them nicely so, and just yeah. scolded them in a different way. They're probably never going to work with him again. I'm sure the feeling's mutual. So. I know even in our own marriage, there has been times, you know, a couple of times when our emotions have started to slide out of control, when you can feel it coming up inside of you and you know that you got to take control of those emotions, either in the middle of an argument or from frustration that one of us has had towards the other. It has never helped our marriage. Honestly, those times have always hurt our marriage. Mm. It's done damage to them. I couldn't agree with you more, Donna. And to be honest with you, just kind of throw myself under the bus. The reality is when those things have happened in our marriage, you know, in our communication, the times where, you know, I'm at fault, it's it's anger, let's say, that's bubbling up. And it's coming from Travis being selfish or just wanting control or wanting my own way. That's the same exact thing with me, Travis. I'm either, you know, wanting my own way or I'm just being very selfish. It's easy to do, isn't yeah. it? It's it's and especially when we get into disagreements yeah. or we've had those moments in our marriage, it's like you just put yourself first and yeah. you forget about your spouse. And we kind of we kind of want control and when we don't have that control, it's very frustrating, can yeah. be. Yeah. So again, we're talking about, we want to answer the question or, or really kind of give the information that goes with the statement, how to have an emotionally intelligent marriage. And I think one of the biggest steps is just starting off with the idea that emotions are dangerous or really what we're, we're getting at is unchecked emotions are dangerous. Too much anger in the middle of an argument could be dangerous, right? right? Just like the story I just talked about. Or even good emotions could be bad. This is kind of funny. Too much joy in the middle of an earthquake or a tornado could be dangerous. (laughs) You'd be like, come on, man. Don't be so happy and joyful. The, The building's about to collapse on us. Let's get out of here. And I think Jesus knew that emotions, specifically anger, was super dangerous, super toxic to our own souls and our marriages, our relationships, uh, that Jesus one day, he he just said, look, if you say to somebody uh, that they are a fool or, or even you, you kind of think that, he said, you're in danger of hellfire. And oh, that's not an awful. exact quote, but right. you look it up. That's what Jesus is saying is, you know, don't let your emotions get so out of control that you, you start to say terrible things about other people. So emotionally intelligent marriages, that's what we're talking about. And this idea of dangerous emotions and them being unchecked. So again, emotions can be dangerous, but they can also be awesome. They can be incredible. Yeah. I mean, God gave them to us. Donna, I remember I fell in love with you. That's a great emotion. Or at our wedding, we cried. Uh, we both jumped for joy when we found out that we were pregnant for the first and the second time. We felt love in the midst of tragic circumstances when, Don, you almost died yeah. at one point, and our family and our church family and friends gathered around us. And in my opinion, emotions allow us to really experience life and even have life experience yeah, us. Good. You know, when we react to an event and we are emotional, maybe in a good way or, or in ways that, you know, like anger, you mm-hmm. could be angry in a good way right. and it, the world is going to experience that. And that can be a really good thing. Emotions can be good, but emotions can be scary and awful. Why? They have the potential to be dangerous. Danger is a bad thing. And that's what we've labeled it, you know, dangerous emotions. But when you think of danger, it usually means someone's going to get hurt. It usually means we should be careful and cautious. 
it's kind of like gas. Uh, Don, you know I like gasoline. Yeah, you do. I, I do don't like know why fires. I always have been <laughs> fascinated with gasoline. It's wonderful. And think about it. Why? Because we can't get anywhere without it in our cars. We have to have gas. And the last thing we want to do is to run out of gas and not get to where we want to go. But that's why we want to always stop and get more gas. We pour gas into our car And it's awesome because, again, we get down the road, but pour it into our fireplace. You and I have a fireplace. Pour it into our fireplace in our living room, and it's a nightmare. I mean, we're talking explosion or flame way too big. Uh, It would just, it would probably start our living room on fire. And that's why I store my gas for my lawnmower, my snowblower, and a red can in the garage. Red means danger. It's stored in a very special place far away from anything that could cause heat or an explosion to ignite it. And, and so that's, that's kind of how I, you know, think of emotions is it's gotta, they've gotta be stored in a little red container in your heart and in your life. And sometimes you open them up and you let them out appropriately to deal with emotions, but you're careful, just like you're careful with gas. Again, we're talking about having an emotionally intelligent marriage, but right now we're specifically talking about these unchecked emotions and why are they dangerous? And they're dangerous for a few reasons. We're just going to go through them. They're dangerous because they can't be trusted. They can't always be trusted. Like Travis, you said you like gasoline, but emotions are kind of like the gas itself. We just don't leave gas sitting anywhere. You don't have it up here in the living room or in our family room. If we don't store gas in a sealed container, it will quickly evaporate and cause a very flammable and dangerous cloud of gas to appear. Mm-hmm. If you light a match, it will probably because something could explode. Again, emotions are dangerous because if we don't contain them, everything can be going great. And then we suddenly allow our emotions to boil over and the steam that is let off starts to hurt those around us and self-destructs our lives. Emotions are volatile or they can be volatile. Yeah. And it's so important to realize that and to understand that sometimes that let off is so dangerous, so difficult. Another reason that unchecked emotions are dangerous is because they aren't always accurate. How many times have you suddenly felt sad in the middle of a room that's full of people and happy people and laughing? How many times have you felt sad? Or have you ever started to get giggly or laugh in the middle of a somber event where it was inappropriate to have joy or fun? (laughs) I know, Travis. I hate that when that happens, by the way. Yeah, Travis, you laugh or you smile when you get nervous. Or sometimes in the middle of it, you smile and it makes me, I get frustrated. It's the worst. Why are you smiling? It's the worst thing. So I've been cursed with this, like, I laugh and have joy when things can are supposed to be very serious. Yes, and they're, so they're not always very accurate. How many thousands of times have you ever felt fear or struggled with anxiety and then nothing that you worried about ever ended up happening? You spent all that time and energy fantasizing about what could happen or the bad things that could happen, but then they never ended up happening. Nothing happened at all. Hey friends, we'll get right back to the episode, but we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media, leave us a review, and be sure to subscribe. We would also love to hear from you, so feel free to leave a comment. And for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to lovingthefight.com. Yeah. 
Yeah. So again, we're talking about unchecked emotions can be dangerous. And what are some of those reasons? Well, number three, they can cause us to lose our minds. Unchecked emotions uh, really just, uh, we talked about it before being like intoxicating, like it literally causes us to to be crazy right. in our minds, kind right. of like Don. You know this to be true. When uh, it's like time to eat, but uh, three hours have passed, and so now it was time to eat three hours ago, and I'm hungry, and I haven't eaten, and now I'm hangry, and I start to lose my mind. Let's you, be you honest. You do, and honestly, you're always you're a very happy person. Naturally, you're happy and excited. And- <laughs> When you need food, though, you get angry. And if, I know it bugs you because I could care less about food. And man, you have to have it. Yes. Otherwise, you aren't thinking straight. So when I don't have food, I'm not <laughs> right. happy. Hangry uh, really does happen. Like, <laughs> I believe it because I've seen it. it. It's crazy. So emotions are dangerous because when we get emotional, we don't think straight. Like when I don't have food, right? Perfectly normal and civil people start to act like they're drunk or insane. We start to lose control of our thoughts, our actions and our mouths. Mm. I, again, going back to the, this year, I have heard leaders or different people that I respected or trusted say things that I would never have dreamed them saying right. and or even do things out of emotion. And then you think to yourself, okay, five years from now, they're going to regret that. They're yeah. drunk right now. Yeah. They're insane. They're out of their minds. They've allowed themselves to become intoxicated with emotions. Emotional thought, yep. So the other thing that we wanted to mention too when we talk about unchecked emotions is number four, bad decisions come from unchecked emotions. Right. Not only does it cause us to lose our minds, but we start to say and do stupid things when we get emotional. I know, Travis, when we first got married, I, I was just honest with you and I told you there's a certain time of the month, like one day that <laughs> I'm like, do ne- never ever let me make a big purchase or make a major decision because I am extremely emotional that one day. Oh, that and day, I know yeah. you, many of you know what I'm talking about, but I, it would be a bad day for me <laughs> to make emotions. I am not thinking right because my emotions right. are everywhere. And you've you've actually helped me in that moment. And I love that. Yeah. I, I think the rest of us need to learn from you, Don, and just be like, hey, there are some days <laughs> I'm just way too emotional. Let's not go buy right. a new car. Yes. Let's not sign on the dotted line for don't, a contract agreeing to $100,000. Don't or, accept a job offer on a certain day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because emotions, you know, they, they cause us to make bad decisions. Negative emotions, though, are avoidable. That's the good news. You can control your emotions. You should control your emotions. We're talking about having an emotionally intelligent marriage. And so being in control, Jesus or the Bible so often talks about being self-controlled. That's a fruit of the spirit, self-control, meaning that you're allowing God to be in control. And so you're you're not saying things, you're doing things that you shouldn't. I'll never forget the day, Don, that you and I drove to church. We got out of our car. After a little bit of time, you know, we're talking to different people. All of a sudden, we, we started to watch a large man yelling at another man. And at first they were just talking, but finally this, this large man is just yelling. And the other person's like, you know, that he's yelling at is, is just being nice and friendly and polite and wasn't doing anything wrong. But this other guy was just screaming and yelling and getting angry and his face was turning red. He said his veins were popping out of his neck. They were. Literally. And I had you go into right. church and, you know, with the kids and that sort of thing. I was a little concerned. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy looks like he's going to hurt somebody. Well, eventually the other guy that was getting yelled at just walked away and diffused the situation. But it was really crazy because two weeks later, that 
same guy that lost control in a church parking lot, screaming at the top of his lungs, fell over and died from a heart attack. And I say that with fear and trembling because, you know, I I don't want to pass judgment on him at all. But what I do wonder is, was he spending more of his life than we knew yelling and arguing and being emotionally out of control to the point that it started to literally physically damage his heart? I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. But it's hard to not start to wonder or connect the dots. And again, here's the good news. Negative emotions are avoidable. You can control your emotions. You should control your emotions. That's what it takes to have an emotionally intelligent marriage is to make sure that you don't have unchecked negative emotions. I think this is something I I learned from experience that we we can control our emotions because it's something that I've had to learn to do in our marriage. And I grew up in a home Travis, you know, with very negative emotions. It was super volatile. It was like walking on eggshells and you never knew what was going to set it off. Oftentimes there would be, you know, silence for a few days and you could just feel it's like a pressure cooker. It was building up and building up. And suddenly there would be this huge explosion in my house. Literally, there would be just yelling or, you know, things would be thrown away, you know, thrown, you know, at the wall or whatever. And at this point, there was just no control over um, what was being said, so scary. what was being thrown and what actions were being done. It was all negative. And I could see, I learned from that experience growing up, that's not what I wanted in my home. That's what I'm not of what I wanted in my marriage. Are we going to make mistakes? Yes, as humans, we will. But we need to be in control. But there is hope. You can change. You can learn to grow your emotional intelligence and stability. You just need to get honest. You need to get help if needed. You get accountability. We need we need God. God can help us with this because why? Because God is love. There's a disclaimer though. I just want to say addictions can only further damage a person's ability to grow their emotional intelligence. So if there's an yeah. addiction uh, involved in a person or in your spouse, that's something that has to be taken to the next level. You yeah. need to go see a counselor. That's a, so, a whole side issue. And someday right. we're going to do an episode on that. But yeah, addictions just add a crazy new level right. to trying to have an emotionally intelligent marriage or being an emotionally intelligent person. I really appreciate what Joel Olstein says regarding this. He says, every day we have plenty of opportunities to get angry, stressed, or offended. But what you're doing when you indulge these negative emotions is giving something outside yourself power over your happiness. You can choose to not let little things upset you. Wow. That's so true. Yeah, so, so true. And I, I like how he points out the giving control. When we choose to stay in control of our emotions, then we get to literally hold on to what's happening around yeah. us. But it's when we let go we're giving control over to something outside of us, something evil, something right. not good. You can't though, again, we're talking about emotionally intelligent uh, marriage. You, you can't have a, a conversation about that and the dangers of emotions without talking about emotional intelligence yeah. itself. Yeah, What is it? Well, yeah, <laughs> what, is it? what it is it? We need to remind ourselves. It's yeah. so good. So according to uh, dictionary.com, and I looked at several definitions and I just, I like theirs the best. Here's what they said. Emotional intelligence is the capacity to be aware of, to control, and to express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. And that's so good. I love that definition and love the emphasis on judiciously, like doing it right 
and empathetically, like having that, that care, that, that, you know, feeling that compassion. But also here's, uh, according to psychology today, kind of a, a different perspective, but an important one about what emotional intelligence is. They, they say this, they say emotional intelligence is generally said to include at least three skills. The first one, emotional awareness or the ability to identify and name one's own emotion. The second one they say is the ability to harness those emotions and apply them to tasks like thinking and problem solving. And the third they say is, and the ability to manage emotions, which includes both regulating one's own emotions when necessary and helping others to do the same. Hmm. Yeah, that, those are those are great, Don, to yeah. recalibrate us, to help us, you know, remind us what is it? What does it mean to be emotionally right. intelligent individuals? So then we can be healthy individuals to impact our marriage, right. to have an emotionally intelligent marriage. Now, what's cool is the Bible talked about and linked emotions with intelligence, or really emotional wisdom. Over 2,000 years ago. I mean, you can read about it in James chapter 3. And really, when you read it, it's emotional intelligence. Here's what it says in James chapter 3, verse 17. It says, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Wow. So Don, what do you think of that passage? I think it's great. It totally has to do with emotional intelligence. I love that it actually explains emotions. They're peace loving. They're gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. That's what uh, our emotions should be. That's that emotional like, intelligence. Doesn't that sound like a great marriage oh, too? Like that, people getting some, along. I love that. I think it's cool because right before it talks about emotional intelligence, it gives us an example of dangerous emotions. So in James 3 and verse 13, it says, If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Again, these are these are dangerous emotions. Yeah. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil of every kind. Emotional wisdom that is evil is demonic. It's fallen. It's from the earth. But emotional wisdom that is good is it's filled with love. It ascends this earth. It's from from heaven. So again, just to recap James 3, what do you want you to have in in your marriage? You know, do you want emotional wisdom that is evil, it's demonic, or do you want emotional wisdom that is good, that is filled with love and ascends from earth and it's from heaven? What what do you want in your marriage? And honestly, Don, we're going to be drilling down on that more in the next couple of weeks. So we want to encourage you guys to tune back in. But in the meantime, be thinking about that. How do you have an emotionally intelligent marriage. And of course, it starts with this whole concept of making sure that you don't have unchecked emotions, dangerous emotions, because they're going to have a negative impact on your marriage. Again, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Don't forget, guys, you guys got this. You can do it. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Love in the Fight Marriage Podcast. If this podcast encouraged you, then be sure to share it with others that you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please hit the subscribe button if you have not subscribed, and please click like and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. See you next time.